Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 102 of The Pod. A very special one indeed. Uh, now joining a lineage of podcasts <laughs> and, and a lineage of my own where we have a family member of mine on the show. Yes, um, <clears throat> as some of you might remember, we had your father on. Yes, uh, round around number eight. Yes, around number eighty. I was going to say, and uh, that was a really a powerful episode because it it was really about it was about a lot of things, and it was about work ethic, but it was also about your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say this episode, though he is related to you by blood, he is your yeah. uncle, uh, Danny Ripka was on because he's just a really interesting dude. It felt to me more like a normal a normal cast. Yeah, I mean, and actually I would say I'm almost an incredible. I, this is a guess that regardless of my relation, I would have been like, wow, I can't believe we're getting this guy on. This guy's story is crazy because it is. I mean, we were talking about endurance for several reasons, one of which is he's an ultra marathon runner and holds all these North American men's records. And he goes into detail about that. But I like to tell people he wrote, he ran this six day race, ran like 480 miles in like six days. The dude's insane. And besides he, he really delved into his history with drugs. He's got a long past with them and he's now clean for man how many years did he say must have been uh, a couple 20? decades now yeah About 20 yeah just really fascinating character uh, absolutely yeah, super so interesting and when you talk about endurance it's like how about the the mental and spiritual endurance mm-hmm. it takes to to stave off addiction for the better part of two decades yeah unreal yeah shouts out to danny uh, you know for, for what he's done and for coming on the show a special uh, in studio too which is always yes for us. yes and thank you to death to stock this week's sponsor as you may know death to stock is a project I've been working on quite a bit uh, we like to call ourselves a inspiration haven for creatives uh, we provide photo packs and uh, now we've been delving into video and we have some other design assets for people we we send out 10 free photos every month on the first of the month so at the very least i'd say sign up for that and if you like it maybe maybe check out the premium package it's a really cool platform i'm lucky enough to be uh along for the ride for like the genesis of your relationship with these guys and uh they were cool back then they're doing cool stuff now and uh thank you so much to them for existing and for patronizing the show in a good way in a good way (laughs) in a good way um and thank you danny ripka for being generous with your time and joining us i hope you the listener enjoy episode 102 endurance you where your sherpas it'll be okay. it'll we shall be guide fine. you yes we shall guide you no nerves okay. necessary vin grant wait we've done the bit where i realized that vin was the same as vehicle identification number right T- on two occasions we've done that yeah. twice we've done that on two occasions let's not tread those I was going to say tread those waters, but that's actually not right. I was thinking tread that path. Right, right, which right. Like, but like treading water 
It kind it's of feels a similar like, avocation. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sometimes feels like that's what we're doing on the show in general. But especially <laughs> uh-huh. at this at this juncture, at this, this is a special time. Very initial period. It feels like we're just sort of almost. I, this is how I tread water. I sort of flap my arms. He's making a flap for because this is radio. He's making a flapping motion with his arms. It's somewhat effective. It's not even. Yeah, I mean that's kind of right. It's kind of right. You're supposed to concentric circles, right? Uh, no. No. Oh wait, actually, yes, and you. Side note: I did see "Don't Think Twice," the Mike Birbiglia movie recently, and he did a Q and A after. Fantastic. That guy. It's about improvisation. That guy is one of the yes and funniest guys. He really is. Fantastic. Sleepwalk with me is still one of my favorites. It's really great. Whatever is it is. It's Vince, like a, could you do me a favor though and yo. just kind of cut the bullshit and just tell me what you're working on, what you're putting your time into? Wow, I can't believe you turned it on me like that. Um, yeah, I just got back from traveling. I was in Seattle, seeing some friends out there. Uh, the wedding of Natalie Albrandt and Derek Deese, wedding bells. I love weddings, Can as you know. Notes, they're like wedding site or something? Yeah, I think, yes. Well, I'll do that. If it's still up, I think it probably is. Yeah, um, yeah uh, it was we, super fun. We did I, like a flip-flop. Usually I'm the on-the-road boy and you're the not-on-the-road boy. And I'm the homeboy, but I was I was the trip boy <laughs> most <laughs> you, recently. You are my homeboy. Oh, that's really, that's really sweet of you. Um, but beyond that, I've been writing a, an article for the Minneapolis Egotist, and it uh, it's kind of uh, about social media and... Oh, God. I, I mean, right? But it's, <laughs> it's a little bit, hopefully, somewhat novel um, because it's about, like working with people who know social media but don't really know it, kind of frame through this. Ah, social media ninjas. <laughs> is, I don't know that that's what it's about. Mavens? Social media mavens? Uh, like, uh, me and one of my other coworkers have to give this presentation at work about Snapchat because, like... Oh, wow. S- some of the other... Some of, like, the leadership in the agency, like, just don't know what it is or why it's popular. So it's kind of a weird thing. That's cool. I mean, that is cool. I feel like... They're, it's not really about social media. It's about people who like want to understand it but don't. Yeah, communication doesn't wow. doesn't it all boil back down to that, it, man. It, it sure it sure seems to. Hey, Grant, what have you been working on? What have you been putting your time into recently? Uh, just jamming on some stuff. Wrapped that music video. We're now in post on that. I got a new site. I think even when this when this episode comes out, I think it might be just. Sort of getting on its feet, on its feet, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> doesn't have a lot of friends, but it's in the mix. Uh, yeah, so working on that and a bunch of Death to Stock stuff, planning some stuff, super hyped. Got some cool photo stuff coming up. Show coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got plan uh, opening for Freya at 7th Street Entry at first half, the Iconic. That's exciting, man. Hopefully super our exciting. guest today will be there. If he's not, fuck him, you know? Well, well said. I saw it. I'll be there. Okay, he'll be there. He'll be there, and we're not yeah, going to tell you who he is yet. We've got buy-in, but now. we've got a little teaser. Ooh, baby! I love those. I think let's let's not uh, vacillate let's to use a term that I <clears throat> hold dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get right into it. Grant has prepared a long time in the past a reading for this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My fifth, I think fifth or sixth grade. I think fifth grade self prepared this uh, with a lot of foresight. I was prepping for this episode. I was like, man, Quite maybe we'll get him 101, 102, 103 in that range. 
Uh, we'll get the uncle on the podcast. <laughs> Ooh, and there's another teaser. Uh-oh. Or is that a spoiler alert? Are you putting together the puzzle Hey, hold on, hold on. At what point does a teaser become a spoiler? I think, actually, spoilers are just like teasers. You know what I mean? Because the actual moment of it happening is the real event. So you can't even spoil that. It's like saying like, oh, yeah, Radiohead was sick live. No, that's not a spoiler. That's just a teaser. It, I'm I'm interested. I think that's maybe a discussion for another day. This is new territory, man. I think we're making some breakthroughs. <laughs> uh, but Pat, if you're listening, drop in a little light music over the back of Pat this. Pat being our editor, not our guest's wife. That's right. Which you could that's be right. confused. Teaser. He looked. Teaser. He, that's a spoiler. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you something, um, and it is titled "Champion in My Eyes." And I gotta say, I actually. Really dig the design. It feels sort of justified, um, like justified as in like type all the way to the ends. It's a little bit ragged on the red edge, as our designer friends will be familiar with. There's some weird stuff going on on the paper, um, which is kind of cool. I'm actually pretty into it. And I will say it's all in Comic Sans, which is just fucking awesome. In the innocence of the times, Comic Sans wasn't always as vilified as I it know. is today. It actually feels okay, too. Look at this. It seems right. We'll, maybe we'll get a. Maybe we'll uh, imger. Uh, imger. Yeah. Familiar? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. We'll uh, we'll get a link to this in the uh, in the show notes. So I'm just going to read you this. This is a speech I gave to my entire fifth grade class, and then citywide. And I'm not sure what place I got. I think I got like silver. Silver. I thought you had won it, and then you got to go on to. Yeah, yeah I, other... I went on. I went on. I won yeah. school wide, but then regionally, I think I got silver. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. It might have been. Yeah. It could have been gold. I'm not sure, man. Okay. And you gave it to me as a Christmas gift. This is a Christmas yeah. gift. Yeah. Yeah. I would have fucking loved to get this as a pumped, gift, man. Hey, I still, got, I still got it. Yeah, you brought it over. I mean, yeah, how many so years? Full context. Uh, uh, our guest brought this over. How many years ago was this? A fifth grade would have been. I would have been eleven. Would have been two thousand and. Well, it would have been 2011. I remember because it was in Miss Boland's fifth grade class on wow. 9-11. Who oh. could forget? Ooh. Ooh, wow. If you, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, champion in my eyes. <clears throat> have you ever been skydiving? And this was the point in the speech where I just sort of paused. There's a ellipses here, dot, dot, dot. So, I'm, I'm just going to start over. Have you ever been skydiving? Neither have I. That has nothing to do with my speech, so let's get to it. <laughs> wow. And then hold on, hold on. <laughs> my speech is on my Uncle Danny Rivka. He has always been my favorite uncle. Don't tell my other uncles that. <laughs> my uncle is an ultra marathon runner. He runs 24-hour and 48-hour races and is ranked in the top 10 in the world. He has a Minnesota state record when he ran over 130 miles in 24 hours and another in France when he ran 218 miles in 48 hours. Part of his running skill comes naturally, but he's had to practice hard. He runs about 20 miles a day, four to five times a week to train. He just ran a 100-mile race in the Sierra Nevada mountains in 24 hours. Running is not only a very physical sport, but also a mental sport. <laughs> you have to be as strong mentally as you do physically. What I most respect about my uncle goes far beyond running. He has been drug and alcohol-free for about 10 years. He has overcome drugs and other obstacles to be where he is today. Danny has, co has come from a drug abuser to a great runner, and I am proud of him for that. Now, after learning <laughs> now after learning how harmful drugs are, he talks to people everywhere about being drug and alcohol-free. He lives in Florida for the winter and also comes back to MN, Minnesota, in the summer. He even makes it to some of my track meets. While in Florida, he is a part-time realtor. I'm thinking I must have some of my own quit in me. We both love to run and are definitely similar in height. <laughs> 
So I oh, guess no. you can tell he must be a giant. Ooh, dude, sprinkling this humor in. Wow. That's my good. uncle is my champion, a hero, and an overall great guy. So when I get older, I want to be just like my Uncle Danny, except maybe a little taller. Wow. Oh, nice. awesome. how coy. Achievement unlocked. Uh, and and very heartwarming. That was that was pretty that <laughs> was pretty nice. That was pretty nice. Champion in my eyes, baby. Ooh, give me a high five. Awesome, yeah. yeah. Ooh, Love it. Ooh, there's that, the audio picked that's up. What it's I think all it about. must have mine my mic will get it. I'm right in the middle of these two and I'm feeling the love. Hey, what, without further ado, why don't we introduce this gentleman? Yes, Mr. Danny Ripka, my uncle. He is still all of those things in different capacities. Uh, hustling his way around, running. Do you still run the prolific distances? Man. No, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm, I ended up uh, having two total knee replacements. Oh, boy. <laughs> two years ago. That makes and, sense, though, um, right? <laughs> that's a game changer. Yeah, I I mean, it kind of, it makes sense to me. It's just hearing just how punishing those distances are, I feel like that was inevitable in a way. But No, it didn't have to happen that way. But I'm <laughs> short, and I had bowed, my legs were bowed. So my knees were out on the inside. Then the mm. combination of my knees being, you know, my legs being bowed and the pressure um, did my knees in. Because I know lots of runners still running long distances um, with, you know, that, that didn't uh, have to go through what I did. So Yeah, well, RIP knees. But <laughs> welcome to the world, new knees. Do we, have we named them? Uh, no, I haven't. That's a good I, idea. I, I should, you know. I'm, I'm actually someone you know, like you. I have a cadaver, a piece of a cadaver in my knee. Are you, did you know that? Oh yeah, we had, oh, yeah, we, we had, we, about we had your your you knee was me. going on yeah, back when my rehab. knees. Okay, yeah, okay, we were both okay. going through. Oh yeah, we were both at on the crutches. Same time. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. Wow. I offended myself. You surely are like your uncle. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining us. That was quite the rendition, and <laughs> I thought it was it was both cute and charming. Ten thousand hours. Pretty more. funny. Um, allow me to do the honors though of asking you, as we do customarily. What have you been putting your time into, and what are you working on? Um, well, I am still running. Uh, I, this morning I ran with my niece. Um, but, Shouts you out know, to we did Cousin Aaron. About seven and a half miles this morning around Lake Calhoun and Lake Harriet. And uh, um, so, and uh, I'm running and training for the fall marathons that are, uh, I pace marathons for Cliff Bar. So I'll be pacing uh, either St. George out in Utah or the Twin Cities Marathon um, and some other races. And maybe a family 10-mile. If I get don't get into the Twin Cities Marathon um, as pacing, which I'd, I'd rather uh, run with the family and get... Like our uh, family? Yeah, our nieces and nephews. Oh, you maybe came you here can to, be... You came here to pitch us on... Maybe you can be in the race also. Aaron's going to do it, uh, you know, Adam and maybe Taylor These and get the cousins. nieces wow. and nephews and get okay, them all yeah, into sure, it. Man. Make all it right. a family deal. Right. So. You do the podcast, they'll do the run. That's okay. fair. So you've got some time. you got plenty of time to train. we got to sign up by Friday. So As a full marathon. Oh, wait. No, that's oh. just a 10-mile race. And no, I'm, I'm just asking oh, you I to come see. out and do I a 10-mile. You're mile. saying you want the family to commit to doing the When is this? Give me a date. Uh, it's the first weekend. No, October 9th, actually, is the date. 10 okay. miles. All right. Well, I mean, look, at uh, we've got, you know, my honey might be doing it. Uh, it's honey being Pat, yeah. uh, my aunt. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk so, about this off podcast, but uh, okay. you've piqued my interest. Uh, and, and for those uninitiated listeners uh, like myself, what does pacing a marathon mean? 
What does um, that entail? Well, Cliff Bar has a pace has a pace team. We've got like ten different pace times on the team, and and we start them as fast as three hours and ten minutes. And then we have one three twenty, three thirty, three forty, all the way up to five and a half hours. And if a runner wants to run a three and a half hour marathon, they run with our three and a half hour pacer. Oh, I see. And mm. the pacer will get you within two minutes under of that time. So it's a no brainer. You just follow with the pacer. The pacer does all the work. You're running with a group of people. Have you ever messed it up? Did you ever accidentally run too fast? Um. Well, it's. It's a no-brainer these days with uh, technology. Yeah, with the oh, garment, you know, and uh, like everything. But, but I was doing. I've been doing this for 14, 15 years now. Um, and back before garments were around, but I've I've been pretty good at pacing just because of all the, you know, all the miles I put in. You tell me to run a six-minute mile, I can hit a seven-minute mile. I can hit within fifteen seconds. You know, yeah. wow, that's look awesome. at, I can look at my watch and then um, then what you do is you look at your watch. You have a little pace band on it's uh, and you know where you should be at each mile. And uh, you just you yeah, you adjust. Oh, I was 15 seconds fast, uh, I, you know, and um, I try to build up a look about a minute in the first half. So then the pressure isn't on. Uh, and then at the end. Yeah. And but uh, for, for yeah. context, if you're cool with it, uh, can you tell our listeners how old you are? Uh, fifty nine. Fifty nine. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fifty nine years young. Clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. I was actually in the gym this morning and ran a mile and a half and felt like I was gonna actually die. <laughs> I'm in terrible shape. Uh, but that I respect that a lot, and it it dovetails nicely. Certainly has teed it up for us. Oh, yeah. in in certain terms, uh, to our topic today. Which is endurance. I was gonna say topic at hand, but maybe topic at foot. Oh my goodness, go. the references, the jokes, <laughs> oh the sayings. Um Yeah, endurance, not just in the very literal sense and how far and long and fast you can run, which is certainly interesting to us, but endurance uh over the long haul of a career. Tenacity. Of, of a creative career, of a professional career, of a family life. All the different ways in which our mental and spiritual and emotional and sometimes physical endurance is tested in this crazy pursuit of creation. Uh, so, perhaps... I mean, I mean perhaps, I, I feel like biographically, this is really interesting. I think we, we did, well, I mean, this is the second family member pod, which is quite fun for me. Um, but with, with my dad, too, I think we kind of dialed it back. And actually, you're from a similar area as my dad. Right, from Melrose. Uh, Melrose, yeah. which is where, you know, my mom and dad met in that region. Um, maybe you can just take us back a little bit and talk to us a little bit about your, I guess, about your life. I mean, like, running, it seems like, from from some of our conversations, like, came as more a result of, like, lifestyle, like, a necessity. But maybe you can, like, take us up to the point where you really got into running, okay. like, where that came yeah. from. I mean. Yeah. You you were pretty athletic in high school and yeah until I started dabbling in other things yeah and didn't you know then that I didn't want to cut my hair and I wanted to be you know one of those hippies. I'm here with a do... ponytail in right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. right. So but well, okay, yeah. but tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Tell us about maybe about like how the drug use. How okay. did that? Well, start? Where did that come from? Well, it was really nice. I grew up in a small town and. Uh, and my parents were both actually alcoholics, which made it easy for me to do 
anything everything I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I did it and and I enjoyed doing it and uh, um, I I had a great time uh, doing what I wanted to do I mean and so uh, my friends would come over to my house before school we'd we'd get high and we'd go to school my dad Another good buddy of mine. I don't know if I should say names on here. But, uh, <laughs> Leave it cryptic. But yeah, fine. yeah, Rick Leach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah. it cryptic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but he sure. was. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, we had we had good times, and uh, we, you know, um, so I got to do. I felt privileged being able to do everything and anything you wanted to do, and I did yeah. it, and I I enjoyed it, and my it was. Uh, um, I mean. Well, yeah, not to jump too far ahead, but I mean, this really isn't too far ahead. I mean, and you lost your mother. How old were you? Yeah. When in she fact, passed? that yesterday was her the thirty fourth anniversary of her dying. She died in July what twelfth of nineteen eighty two. Wow. And um, I was just twenty five years old, but same age as I am right now. Yeah. So, and that was a that was a that was the toughest deal I've ever been through in my life. Wow. Was going through that, and uh, that's another another story but sure um so uh sh- um god no 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 sorry i was even thinking you were younger but i realized like my mom must have been 19 does that sound right she's six years younger than you yeah 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 okay so, so in my head it was like that had happened earlier but okay in high school you i mean you started dabbling in yeah and oh yeah and so i i you know um did uh, went out for cross country. Was really good in cross country. Ninth grade, got to go to state. I was on the state high school team. Was a wrestler, and then they wanted you to cut your hair. Went to regions. Was a good little wrestler, and then <laughs> uh, then it got to be all about uh, doing the drugs and smoking weed, and then doing speed and the acid and uh, playing foosball. And one of those things um, is not like the other. Oh, you're fantastic at foosball. Yeah, I, yeah. He's scary good. Like, so you've given up. <laughs> you've given up the drugs, but have you given up the foosball? Or do you uh, still yeah, play to the Well, we still get together. My brother has a foosball table, and we both still, you know, think we're as good as we used to be, but we're way <laughs> off. You know, so, we can still impress other people, but compared <laughs> to the way we used to be, my friends and I, we'd play. We'd. We'd take the foosball tables from the bars and bring them to our house, and, <laughs> and bring the foosball table back in the morning. Wow! You know, so you guys were pros. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is this is like a good jumping off point, I think, because to survive a, an addiction to mm-hmm. drugs, or if not an addiction to any specific drug, and at least an addiction to the drug use lifestyle, takes a lot of physical and emotional endurance, especially to come out the other side cleanly. Uh, so for how many years have you now been drug and alcohol free? Um, was 26 years. That's extremely 26 impressive. 26 years on March 31st. I, uh, I carried this little chip with me. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, one, respect. That, yeah, that that's a great, a great sound effect. A 25-year medallion for... Wow. Um, Really something. And it's nice to carry in your pocket to know this is, you know, um, it's the most important part about me and my day and what, you know. And uh, But after stringing together as much time as my honey and I have both had the same date, March 31st. Wow. I didn't uh, realize 19, that. Uh, 1990. Wow. So, 
Well, first and foremost, a great deal of respect is due for that. But maybe you could enlighten us on the ways in which endurance comes into play. Uh, what what was the what was the process like staying clean? What was the well? Yeah, I mean, what was the impetus? Right? Yeah, like wh- why? why did we start? Why did we yeah. give this all up? Yes. I mean, the we you know things were actually we had a great time. I never I didn't have any bad time as far as getting busted or mm-hmm. I mean because to support the big habit we had then so then after high school uh, I didn't start doing actually you know then I just dabbled and smoked weed did a little acid and yeah. what but but not till in the eighties then I started doing the cocaine thing and um, mm-hmm. then we once we started doing that and the habit got pretty bad so where we're doing about an ounce a day between my honey and I and which is a couple grand you need to support that habit holy shit man so um, I recall you telling me a story about like owing people ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I, I, I would hit at the casino one time though. You, yeah. Like, you oh my god, it was crazy. Yeah. Here's how bad it got. Okay, so, um, so, I I could buy an, an ounce for you know like fifteen hundred bucks and uh, you know and then I would you you sell them and in smaller quantities whatever and make yeah. some money back. Anyhow, uh, I. The business wasn't going so well, so I took out a loan from Beneficial for uh, a couple grand, so I could, you know, buy myself a, a new package and get a fresh start. And then I'd make enough money to pay back the loan, and then I'd have enough to get back on business again. Yeah. That didn't work. Did it all. Then I ended up going to Thorpe. The same thing. Oh, I'll get another. And then that didn't work. Then I went to the hometown credit union and I said, "Hey, now I got two loans for." Two thousand each, four grand. I took out six thousand from my hometown. Said I want to consolidate and pay off my four thousand, get another package and make this all work. That didn't work. So now here I am, ten grand in the hole, twenty <laughs> some percent interest on these on these loans back in the eighties. Oh jeez. Yeah, uh, and this was in the mid eighties, and um, so. Our money. So. I went to Vegas. These buddies of mine wanted to go to Vegas. I was working at a car dealership. Nice. And, as, uh, as my dad came Yeah, us, man. Yeah. yeah, in fact, Scott, had, your dad started doing cars just after that. Wow. But so th- these car salesmen wanted me to go with because they saw how excited I got flipping quarters against the wall and gambling. And uh, so th- that was going to be the guys just going to the casino or going to Vegas. And I said, okay. Um, I can't go. I, I I haven't been on vacation with my honey in years. I got this business to run. I can't go. And so then one of my buddies, he says, the way he put it, I remember it is clear as day. He says, I knocked up uh, my girlfriend, so I can't go. And I thought, okay, now my honey can go. Let's see if I can't get her to go. We'll both go with the rest of the guys. <laughs> so we both went uh, went out to Vegas with the with the guys, and um, and I of course I had a little package with out there of uh, yeah. And uh, but anyhow, obviously, <laughs> at, obviously at the end of yeah. at the end of the trip, at the the last day there, and I'm not a believer in the slot machines because I just think that's so. Yeah. But, um, but we were waiting for my friend at the bathroom, going to the bathroom. My honey and I each put a roll of quarter, 
uh, got a roll of quarters, my first roll of quarters in the slot machine, and I won 12500 on a quarter slot machine. And it's like, what do you do now? And he said, do we get married? No, we didn't want to do that. Drank a few Long Island teas. And yeah. and then I was going to do the rest of the package I had that there and said, no, we don't want to do that, no. But so I ended up coming home, but then I, and I, I ended up uh, telling the guys, if I hit on this, I'm going to... Um, give you two grand. And uh, so I had to give out two grand to one of the guys because I hit the pot. And then I, I took care of all the rest of the car salesmen the rest of the trip, which was only overnight, so it wasn't, didn't get too costly. Yeah. And uh, made it back and paid off that that cocaine, all those cocaine loans. <laughs> and so that gave me a fresh start. And I said, thank you, Jesus. I was like, I was, I was still spiritual even through all of that. I yeah, was like, yeah. thank you, Jesus. Let's, you know, so here hey, we go. <laughs> um, so Interesting, man. we got a fresh start and then we ran the business right. Oh, really? Yeah. And okay. the business went on for a few more years. And, okay. uh, wow. And, uh, so, and, so then bring us maybe up to where, <laughs> where things go south in terms of, or maybe north, I guess, depending on your perspective, okay. in terms yeah. of where like where you decide you cannot use drugs anymore right so we it was like um it got it got to be where the drug told us what to do it, yeah. we didn't have any control it's like the devil it, you, you have no control once you do a hit it's it takes you control you're not doing anything until you're done it's anyhow yeah um so this is your humanity yeah of, and right? so i said hey well and i was got down to 100, under 120 pounds and it was like Holy 29 shit. waist pants were were baggy on me and uh but our relationship was going south my honey and i because the cocaine was more important than each mm. other and i told my honey even about a year before that i said hey honey when you're ever ready to quit this i'm ready because it gets old after a few years of doing this it's like this is just, it's not fun. The were, you, fun were you married at this point? No. Okay. No, didn't get married yet. And we, you know, and we're about almost eight years into our relationship. We went in 82. So it was a nice little ride, but we had a blast. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you a blast. We had so much fun doing the, that. Yeah. Okay. The long story, the make a long story short. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was time. I said, Pat, let's. And so she, she finally, she said, okay. Um, I'm ready. And I said, and we had a good friend of mine who said, when, uh, you're ever ready to quit. Well, okay. So, um, I said, yeah, I think we're getting ready to, to hang this up. And it's, he said, I'll bring you to my buddy. Uh, and so he brought, he said, well, if you're still, um, wanting to do this tomorrow, uh, I'll bring you out there. So we stayed up all night and partied, of course. And then he brought us out to the treatment center and, and, uh, I put myself into a 28-day program. He and the guy said, "You need inpatient. She needs outpatient. You should start today." And I thought, I didn't come here to come today. I just was checking out your facility. Yeah, yeah. And, but of course. and I said, "Well, let's go talk over to talk talk it over over lunch." Had a few shots of tequila and said, "Okay, I'll go in right now." Ended up going to um, the 1800 Chicago, where it's a tough it's a tough dry out tank i'm it's you know and i got threatened in there and i said i can go home you have to be three days sober before they'll take you in treatment anyhow they t uh, i went there one day and i got threatened and i got out of there and and uh and my brother came over and he had a he had a chuck. tape chuck young kathy they came over and i was waiting two more days to go on into to go into treatment 
and they came over with a a, a VCR, and, and it was a intervention. And they wanted me to watch it. And of all the times you missed this, and remember the time you brought your friend up north drunk. Remember the time you cut Tanner's hair. Remember this, oh, the, boy. this wow. all of this. But and it was real easy for me to watch. It wasn't hard for me to watch because I already knew. I'm yeah. I'm going in. That's okay. I uh, appreciate your concern. Thank you very much. Yeah. I've already got this figured out, and uh, put myself into a 28 day program. And my honey went into a outpatient uh, six month program, and um, we're a couple of the lucky ones, and we've been sober yeah, man. ever since. Oh yeah, thank you yeah. for talking about this. I'm sure it's or yeah. I don't know, is it hard or not so oh, much? Oh no, not yeah, at all. I mean, no, a, a no, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you told me a lot of stories. We could t- I could tell you a few more hours worth of stories. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, did did you ever have to fight temptation or after? Yeah. You, oh yeah. You made the decision. Was it? Were you just convinced wholeheartedly that you were making the right move? Um. Well, I knew it was the right move, but it wasn't easy it was you know i went to meetings three times a week i went to a couple's meeting uh, with pat and uh and then i went to my uh, home group meeting and then uh so i did that for six months to a year and was real involved with the program um and made it a lifestyle i thought when i went into treatment i was just going to give up the blow and was still going to drink and yeah 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 and uh, you realized, or they helped they you said you got to quit this and this yeah. and this. And I said, well, I mean, we we're sort of the well, I say we, but really, I think that our family has a pretty addictive personality. Yeah, but especially, I think you slash like I say you in the I don't know you you have a lot of energy which I relate to, and uh-huh. it's just like a kind of it's just you know it's a, it it's a bit of like a something I've talked about it on the show before, but it's like a OCD ADD kind of. Energy. Right. Are you sensing that, Vince? A compulsive energy? Yeah, compulsive. Uh, well, any, sure. Anyone that can run the distances that you have for as long as you have has to have some level of compulsion in them, I think. Just the ability to do, <laughs> to commit to something so thoroughly probably is the same The same thing that helps you get into an addictive substance, probably helps you break get out of it. it. Yeah. The, Just uh, your ability to commit wholeheartedly to something uh can be a double-edged sword maybe do you think that's true yeah it can because then you you go off at the other end now i've gone off the other end with the running and you know i know i'll agree i've taken it to a whole nother level but i totally enjoyed it i love it running's my new passion and uh i mean this is perhaps a a segue in i will say like (laughs) there are also other examples of him Getting, I mean, your pottery now is like fantastic, and I have some really dope uh, pieces that I use. I was drinking coffee out of it today, out of one of the cups you made me. Nice. And you, yeah, you, I think of you yeah. often when I do that. But okay, let's talk. Let's talk about running. Where did where does this uh, enter the story? So okay, so then I, when I was in treatment, uh, I you know I was good in uh, high school. How old are you at this point? Um, well, that's thirty. Uh, what am I? Thirty three. 33, yep. 32, sure, yeah. 33. Yeah, yeah. And I was good ba- at running back. And, and then I, I did run a few marathons from 82 to 85. But when I was running those, I was still, you know, my honey would be along the course oh, yeah. and handing me a little joint. Tell me about this smoking and, and joint on the fucking... And, uh, I, you know, <laughs> and it was kind of crazy. But, yeah, so I did that for about five years with mud, with very little training. Uh, but I wanted, you know, would still do some marathons, and and then after after um, 
85 then it was total i was all in yeah on the other part and um and didn't look back into running until after i went when i was when i was actually in treatment i ran to my brother's house and on the way there i picked up a screwdriver and uh there was a piece of tape across do not cross uh police line tape and I brought the screwdriver across the street to my brother's cemetery there was one of my friends buried in there and so I bought the screwdriver and put his by his grave because he got screwed out of a, a lot of his life and I laid that there <laughs> that's, that's nice so a little like thought went into some of this stuff I would pick up stuff along the way yeah and um, <laughs> you weirdo <laughs> I would do that in races too like in the 100 mile race uh, the the western states 100 mile race yeah. uh, in between certain parts i'd i'd pick up the biggest pine cone for pat and then i found a horseshoe and then a bouquet of flowers every time i'd see her 30 20 miles later i'd give her something and uh but so <laughs> that's pretty charming I mean, yeah okay. yeah that was that during the 100 mile race i did that kind of stuff so, but. so there are two two interesting things here i think one is like a transference no doubt i mean it's like in a very healthy way to acknowledge like you transferred addictions i mean or transferred uh, addictive personality traits which is totally okay and good i think um the other thing and maybe we maybe we delve into the addictive personality stuff a little bit but first but uh like teamwork i mean pat right we are the rock team, man. man oh yeah like we. i i haven't i mean at least, uh, at least, like the fans, the twenty-four hour. I was been around a couple of those. Yeah. There was the one I ran with you a bit, um, but it's just like so obvious how yeah. important she, she should is. actually be here too because she, this is a we thing. This isn't yeah, just yeah, no a doubt, me thing. No doubt. And uh, that's a this yeah. is a common this is a common factor though among people we talk to. Even even our guest uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, whenever that was, with Sean Dunn. Mm-hmm. You know, he's his executive producer is his partner. Right. And it's like, he's the voice in this conversation that we're having. But really, yeah, it's it's completely right. a team effort. But I, so anyhow, then I started running. I, I Then I got real chunky. I, I was 165 pounds. My brother was overweight and his wife, Kathy, wanted to lose some weight. My honey wanted to lose some weight. So on a New Year's bet, we all threw in 50 bucks into the pot and said, let's see who can lose uh, 20 pounds the quickest. So I said, heck, started running. Started running, and then that year I said, and I, I won the bet pretty within a You're couple of months. Man yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. I, I won that bet, and uh, so I made it a goal that calendar year to run 30 miles a week for that calendar year. Then January 1st came, came around, you get your new logbook. I said, well, I'm gonna do 40 a week. So then the next calendar year came around. I'm going to add on 10. I kept adding on 10 miles a week until I got up to 80 miles a week. I was running 30, 40, 50, 60. So 80 miles a week, uh, That's that was just for my base for the year. That's what I wanted to have. I wanted to have over 4,000 miles for the year. So, and then when I did that, then I found out, well, I like these ultra races. And when I'm, I went to Lake Harriet and... There, when I was training, and there was this gal. There was a twenty-four hour race going on, and this gal was winning the race outright. And I'm like, "This is crazy! A woman winning a twenty. You know, she was in the lead. So I came back a couple of times during the night, and I came to the finish. She won the race outright. And here she ended up working. I worked at uh, Obopan. Um, What's and that? 
That's a cafe bakery. Oh, okay. It's French Rest cafe bakery. Yeah. Here, I, here I am now making six bucks an hour and going home with all the donuts I could after, <laughs> after work, and. But I did that, you know, I, I mean, to go do what I was doing, to go do that, that's what took some discipline for me yeah. to just, you know, I mean. Six, to level up into like 24-hour races? You know, no, to for to just go from six to, to work for that little bit of money and do what I was oh, doing, 40-hour yeah. weeks to. Yeah, so. I mean, you're spending a huge amount of your time running in the, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, no, well, not, I was, I was, or what are you saying? No, what I was just saying, that was a tough, a tough gig. Yeah. To, because I was making a lot of money. Oh, you know, oh. and spending a lot of money on, to, I su see. to support my habit. Yeah. And then yes. to go from that to working 40 hours a week for $6 an hour and trying I to pay see. the bills was like, this is, but you know what? I was happy. I didn't ah. care. It was happy. And I made a deal with my buddy that, hey, it's a year. I'm going to quit for a year. And then I thought I was still going to get back into maybe, you know, yeah, uh, making some Smiling. money. And I yeah. thought, no, after a year, I realized, hey, this is this is good. This, I like is a, this is such an, I mean, especially for addiction, but just in general, like how much clarity, a little bit of distance from the situation it can give you. It's like unbelievable, even just creatively, right? And, and this is a, probably a reason maybe even the most important reason why endurance is an important quality to have yes. is because without the ability to stick something out you can never get proper perspective on a situation uh be that something life-affirming or be that something as simple as you know a creative pursuit creative project if you can't stick it out and be able to start to understand the context in which it exists there's no way you can ever make it the best version of the thing mm. that it is totally and yeah. and just being even aware during that process like being able to see and whether that's actually marking down i mean an example might be like i'm sure you were cataloging or logging your miles were you doing that in a logbook yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Certainly. I was doing all my my miles in a logbook and and back to sue olson winning i came back to the end and the woman did uh, 120 the the, some 130 miles she's awesome yeah okay i think i met uh, her Sorry. oh god this, she's incredible this is getting so incredibly local she, i love it <laughs> the, the gal ended up having a baby 30 hours after she finished that race another year and she named her baby john miles and we've traveled around. We've gone to what the world freak. championship. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. We've gone to Taipei. We've gone to France to 48-hour race on a track there a yeah. couple of times. We've gone to um, – God, we've gone all over. Uh, we've it's gone amazing. to Austria. I mean, so, so this is – I mean, e even another thing, too, which is you lean into a discipline and you go far enough and it can take you to such incredible places. I mean, you've been around the world – You've used this as a device or as a reason even to just go travel a bunch of places. I know I've been in New York at the same time you've been there a bunch for the marathon, marathon. or just other places. And it's like, especially when you have some sort of purpose-driven lifestyle, it just feels good, right. right? Yeah, and Sue invited me to come and do one of these races, a 62-mile race. Uh, and I said, oh, okay, great. So I went and did a 62-mile, 100K race with that she was in and um and then after that i did my the first 24-hour race at lake harriet yeah and is that uh, the, that's the one i ran with you before right yeah i was at lake harriet and you you were out there with me you, yeah. you'd come down the night before we'd mix up some of my drinks and you'd be out there to supporting me yeah, and running yeah. with me and yeah and, fun uh, stuff man such yeah. a such an interesting experience it's like really like 
I don't know how many people even understand that these things go on. It's like you guys are literally running for 24 hours straight. You it know, was, taking yeah. little, little breaks and like you have your team working with you, but you're running 130 miles. That's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, that Lake Harriet's 2.7 miles around and who can run the most miles in 24 hours wins. So the, you, you want to be out there and you want to be. So that's yeah. the name of the game. Wow. So, well, so clearly that's a feat of extreme endurance. What mental or emotional qualities do you think are most important to be being able to pursue something to that severe of a degree? Is it willpower? Is it self-awareness? Is it honesty? What would you say are the chief mental and emotional motivators for being able to do what you do? Um, What I... You know, I used to train all these, I trained so many miles and I would, I would go to the race. I always wanted to train more miles than anybody. Uh, so, um, for a 24 hour race, say I would, I say, I'm going to do 20 miles in the month of May because the race is in June. I said, great. Sounds good. 20 miles in the month of May. 20 miles a day. 20 miles a day in the month of May. So, and so that's 620 miles and, um, and that, but then what I'd always do is, so I want 140 miles in that week, right? So in the first two days, I would do 30 miles a day the first two days. So I'd have an extra 20 miles in the bank. So then once I get 20 miles in the bank, then I got a day off if I choose to have one. Yeah. So then I'd get done with the week and then I would have more miles than I needed. I'd have 160. I wouldn't take the, I wouldn't take the day off. And then my mind starts wondering and I'm like, I'll do, what if I did 160 miles next week? What if I averaged 160? So then I would, I would go for 160 for the next week. And then I'd build in the buffer again so that I could have a day off because I like running with no pressure. So I would put that buffer in and do a, you know, 40 mile run within the, the first day and then I've got a day off if I choose to. Yeah. Then I'm sitting at 320 miles. Then I think, well, what if I did, you know, and I actually end up having like 340 or 350 miles in. Then I say, well, what if I did that? And it got crazy. And I end up with a 700 month, mile month. And one time I got so out of control, I ran 846 in a month. It was averaging 28 a day. But that was a little much. When I did, I wanted to average 25 a day and then trying to get the day off. I had two miles of 10, two days of 10 miles in there that month, but the rest. It's sort of complex mental gymnastics, like achievement based, like competitive. It's like kind of gorgeous. It's like, like, (laughs) I was was thinking more along the lines of like pretty, like frightening, not, not in a, not in a serious (laughs) or macabre way, but like the, the, the level to which you took self-competition to me as someone who might you know struggle a little bit with motivation and willpower i would say is astounding it it's almost completely unimaginable to because basically you were just holding yourself to a standard of your own design it was relatively arbitrary you were just making it up i had no coach i was self-coached and so i put in all the miles and then i you know, um, but it was all what then it came down to is um, getting your body, your mind and your spirit all on the same page. Um, and that's what it's all about. You Once you get all three of those clicking, then you got it. 
you know? This is what I was going to lead into, which is like, it's actually, to me, super beautiful because it's it's the most controlled thing you can do, which is like, you're completely self-motivated and you're competing. I mean, sure, there's other people, but it is like, oh, oh, I see. Like, do you, I feel like there's something really powerful about being in that. I understand the frightening aspect of it, but maybe this is an interesting question because I expected this conversation to, to land on discipline a lot mm-hmm. and the ability to be disciplined and to discipline yourself. This does not sound like a disciplined <laughs> no, practice. No, no, it to isn't. Me. It, the irony is like, I think, and I think something even I relate with is it's like, it's hyper disciplined to the point of undisciplined. It's, it's just the opposite. It's excess. It's indulgent, right? I mean, right. But the, uh, the, the act itself is, is a disciplined act. Obviously it takes sheer force of will to do, but you're you're not following a strict regimen. You're exceeding it. You're blowing it away, and you're just doing as much as you physically can. Yeah, I think I think I really feel like that's yeah, that's kind of yeah. where we land. But I say we, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's all about it's all about getting out there. And once you get out there, that far out there, it's cool. If your mind gets out there. You get your body and your mind out there. I mean. Um, I read a book that helped me get my body, mind, and spirit all on the same. Um, it's called Running Within. Mm. And it was really good because I put in the miles. Now I need to know what the heck. What do I do with all this up here? Yeah. What, what, do I got, what do I do? I put the miles in. I'm going to the race with more confidence than anybody because I could look at everybody and say, I know I trained harder than you, you, you. I know <laughs> I, I deserve. And it's not like about I'm going to beat you. Because I run with people as my friends. They're, it's like we're all out there together to enjoy each other's competition and to do this together. I mean, I had people ahead of me in a 50-mile race that made a wrong turn. And I say, hey, wait a minute, come back. You, you missed a turn. And it's all about working together and, and have the same goal. Mm-hmm. And if you win, that's the icing on the cake, you know, but you do the best you can and see what you can come up with. I, I think what it is, man, to me at least, and I, I think, I I don't want to say I speak for my uncle, but I do think we're on similar wavelengths. I think it's about experiencing something that is really far out there. It It's like, the, the, like, this is, I think, what it comes back to too. It's like, you if you looked, if you looked at Danny on paper and didn't know him, it's like, or you talk about like the drug use, talk about any of this stuff. It could seem really intense, extreme, but like Danny's one of the best motherfuckers I've ever met in my whole life. Like just so clearly, so obviously. And like that's it's it uh, that energy comes from a place of wanting to go experiencing something really interesting, really special. And I think the goodness is what then drives it to the good place and to the togetherness, which is really what it's all about at the end, I think. And you've always been a really communal, like one of the most amicable motherfuckers. Oh my God. You know, it's like you get in any situation ever and you're, you were talking to everyone almost to the annoyance of, of anyone with you. Cause it's like, Jesus, Danny's off. Like I but, would, yeah. yeah. At these races. Yeah. I would. Yeah. 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 But so again, I just think it just, it comes back to a desire to experience something really interesting is where the insanity comes from. The voraciousness. Yeah. yeah voracious indeed. And I was, one in the first twenty-four hour race, um, and I won it. And I, you know, I was behind for the first twenty-one hours. wasn't even thinking about winning it. And I caught up to this guy, a real top of the line runner that from Minneapolis, that's Chuck Hubbard. And I thought, 
oh my god i'm passing him i'm in the i'm in the lead and uh, and then i ended up winning the race outright and i'm saying i like this this is pretty cool finally yeah. i found something i'm good pushing at pushing it and just yeah. keep pushing and pushing it and i think like that's something i relate to too is like if if you are competing against yourself it then just becomes this really interesting lifelong journey of oh cool i can just keep pushing it and not in the not in a negative way. I mean, that's how that's you get on the path of drugs. And if you push it too far, then you die. And right. there are other things, that, you know, but, but it's like you just keep pushing it. And I think there's really interesting territory to be explored. And a lot of people leave so much territory unexplored. And it's not bad, but it is like there's some fucking cool stuff out there. Yeah, come, I got to do, hang out. Yeah, I got right? to do a lot. I mean, it brought me a lot of places and a lot of, you know, a lot of different countries and and with my honey. I mean, and you're only as good as your handler. And having Pat as yeah. my handler, I got I got point, extra man. miles. Great she was point. there to give me support mentally, physically. She knew what I needed and would give it to me. Um, and um, there's a lot of She's runners out there that don't get yeah. that. And that's where I had the edge on all of the other runners. I put in the miles. I had the great support, you know. You have the ins insane and, mental state. <laughs> and, right. yeah. yeah. And then another thing you have to do when you're out there is you, it's all about attitude. In the race, all you have to do is stay positive. That's it. You stay positive, but it's not as easy, you know. But in how you stay positive during 24 hours and when things when times get tough you've got to learn to get away from it so what you got what you have to do in a race like that is get away from what's hurting if you're hurting inside you know your stomach's hurting or your knees hurting or this then you focus on the outside mm. you go and you say hey i look at you know you, you look at the birds the trees the lakes the person running ahead of you talk you get outside you get away from it and um and if things are bothering you outside then you come inside and and then you make out little affirmations to help you get through um so like say you're um running against the wind uh a good little affirmation that i would use and because everybody does everyone no one likes running against the wind so i mean if you can make that your positive and turn it around you got an advantage so i would run like i and i'd even put my hands like this uh, and not clenched but more like he's doing sort of a karate chop yeah, motion here and run like that and say i'm a knife cutting through the wind yeah yeah you know like <laughs> yeah and or you or like if i got the wind behind me i'm a sail so you come up with little storytelling yeah, yeah. i'm a, and then and if you can then when you get you know see so you, you you go to the opposite that's the main deal yeah yeah external internal internal external and and come up with these affirmations a lot of really um, great insights and i feel like i'm gonna need to do some personal thinking just about everything yeah it, not not, not a life reevaluation or anything but there's just so much positivity here but the the thing that's um uh and i'm betraying a segue here uh, that's uh, maybe the most interesting. Are you to me. betraying it by saying you're betraying it? Yes, or? that's exactly oh, okay, okay. self-fulfilling destiny. Cool. Um, the Is it fact that transportation. Are you gonna make that segue? It, Getting from uh, a place to place. Oh, oh, please, oh don't, no, don't rush I'll, me. I'll allow you. I'll don't allow rush you. me. Um, you you don't have to carry all those miles alone. Sometimes you have a partner. You have someone, so to speak, in your sidecar. 
I'm actually reaching out. I'm rubbing Vince right now. You're, you're in my side car or I'm in yours. I don't even care, man. As long as we're together. Bro. We have a lot of people, everyone in their creative and, you know, athletic and emotional pursuits has people that ride along with them and make the miles a little easier. Uh, this week in our off topic topic, which is a break we like to take every week to talk about something not per- particularly germane, germane. Uh, to the topic at hand. This week we're talking about Vespas or scooters in general. Scoots, scoots, my goots, uh, mopeds, uh, no two wheelers. No doubt inspired by some time I spent on some of those. What, what do we call them? By a uh, bimodal was a word I used that was incorrect. That you by wheeled, by wheeled, yeah, by by wheeled, bicycled, bicycles. But yes, the motorized uh, vehicles uh, with couple wheels. Sit on the seat. Did you did you have one of these? Yeah, I've got. You currently do, correct? Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I've got. So we haven't mentioned this, but you're a snowbird, as as they call them, and those not from the region may not know. Well, they might know the term, but it is one who one who travels away from their uh, home state or the state that they live in, or one of the states, I suppose, uh, during the winter months in order to seek warmer pastures, and so. You yeah. spend uh, part of the year in Naples, Florida, every yeah, every year, correct? We, yeah, we spend a little more time in Naples than we do. You here, do, okay? But makes um, sense. So you, yeah. so you you leave? Is it around Thanksgiving? Yeah, Post? we leave in Pre- November, and then we come back in the end of May. Yeah, somewhere Starts you know last week of May, and um, yeah, we've been doing it for twenty five years. It's fucking amazing. So do you ride the scooter in Florida? We we. Oh yeah, I've got three scooters in Florida. I used to have four. I used to th- then I got into scooter buying, and uh, <laughs> seriously, yeah, man. and buying and selling scooters. I picked them up on and uh, you know I've yeah. So I've been through a bunch of scooters. I enjoy what is it scooters. about scooters that that appealed to you? What got you into scooters? What got me into scooters? Well, you you can get around quick and easy in Naples, and uh, Naples isn't that big of a town. They are a very functional vehicle. I'll give them that. I if it weren't for my inability to drive, I feel like I would like to drive a scooter. I think they're they're super. There's some sort of cachet to them. Yeah, I mean maybe it's like a nostalgia that I didn't even experience that I'm experiencing secondhand. But I just like the vibe that they put out. They're functional. <laughs> they're functional. I mean, what they are is they're a little bit more playful than a full fledged motorcycle. And I know we. I, who doesn't like to picture themselves on on a Harley ripping around badass I I, me, slick hair leather? I would be more like a an import. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I had Hondas. I had motorcycles, five fifty super sports, and all that. And yeah, yeah, yeah my honey thought I had a a, a Honda, and uh, I had a no. I she thought I had a. Okay. Kawasaki and I had a Honda and bought me the Kawasaki shirt, but oh, how nice. it all started with the with the Vespa thing or with the with the scooters is I bought her one on Valentine's Day, a red one wow. for Valentine's Day. That's pretty cute. And then after you I got her one, then I was like, wait a minute, I think I need, I need one. one. So yeah. it all started by getting so her convenient. one, and it was something she she would drive, and it was something that we could do then together. Mm. So, and then it was like, well, we got lots of friends coming down. Let's pick up a couple more of those. So then I ended up with four of them. So then when people would come down, we got... You've always been a collector, not unlike uh, your late father. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... uh, We don't have to get into that. Right. Oh, I wasn't trying to get into that. I was just saying, guys, sorry, yes. Um, But yeah, I mean, the the scooter is like kind of in a weird... it's It's a strange 
even legally, it's a strange kind yeah. of middle ground vehicle. You can drive it in certain places. You can't drive other vehicles. You can't drive it in certain places. You only need this much you of a license. Maybe need a don't motorcycle need a helmet, license. Don't yeah. need a motorcycle license. Yeah. yeah. Done. Easier to it's the beach. In, it's interesting. It's kind of in a non-space in the terms of the vehicle sphere. It's like man outside I, the lines. I relate to that. I feel like I aspire to be in that non-space. That no, that space of uh, where definition goes to die. <laughs> I think we we all crave that to an extent, right? We we sure. hate as creative people and maybe as people full stop to yeah, be yeah, defined. Yeah. No one likes to be defined, so they like to seek things that are sort of undefining in ways, right? And it's funny though, even when we're talking about distinctions between creative people, it's like I I've made the parallel with my dad as well. It's like creativity is really just an energy. It's like my uncle is incredibly creative. Oh, I would. Agree. I mean, and then more obviously in the pottery stuff. But I think like the same energy in a lot of the other pursuits. Oh, I think evidently, you're. I mean, even the the ability the ability to create narratives in your head to, yeah, to like in go, order to, to get spur through yourself certain, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that's a creative element in and of itself. Um, that rationalizing ability. Is do you have any? Do you strong. have a scooter story? Scoot stories. Um, well, I've just I've had a few people, you know, crack them up. But when one didn't know how to turn, when you get the sense like you just you know so. Yeah, it got it got tough letting people use the scooters yeah. after. That sounds like generous fellow. Yeah, very generous and, uh, but we still do let people use them. But no, I don't have any. I, I have some good memories, honestly, yeah. of just uh, riding. I don't know if I was on the back with you or if I was. I feels like I probably wasn't driving it myself, but through Naples at night, and I have such strong feelings about like warm places at night. Perhaps oh, it's beautiful. I'm, with the palm trees and yeah, it's it's a great place to be on scooters you yeah. know, along the white along sands the Gulf and going going. That to the sounds beach. lovely. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe I ought to get into scootering now that I don't <laughs> have a driver's license. I could get like a scooter. You know what? You, do you need you a scooter get a license? scooter license, Vince? Uh, you know, maybe I will. But you, I don't have a scooter. That would be the one of the limited. Well, factors. maybe I have to achieve you, me, head on down to scooter capital scooter. F capital L. A scooter biking. Why don't we drive the scooters there, Grant? All the way. Unlikely. Country. I would fly there though, and Unc could pick us up. Can you? Could you do a thing where you like tether them to the? So you drive the the lead scooter, and then you tether two uh, extra scooters to and your you back. Lock them in neutral. Yeah. Coast behind. We, and all. No, no. I just meant he picks us up at the airport. We hop on. We rip around. Oh, I get you. Mm. I All right, we'll meet, him, we'll meet him at his yeah. spot. We'll, we'll, we'll iron out the details uh, off, off, off pod. Line. Yep. Yep. Um, well, thanks. Either way, I think it's confirmed. We're going to Naples and we're going to be scooters. Jump on the scooters. Yeah, I got three of them. We can, we can all... We'll tear it up. You're going to have two by the end of the trip. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm going to crash. Oh, I thought you were going to like sell one, flip it. We we're going to get... Not, and I, then, I wouldn't flip another man. I'll flip it over accidentally. Uh Thanks for the the scooter talk. And you know what? Thanks in general for what has been an extremely generous raw raw but you know not actually somber. It was it was an upbeat vulnerability. Such is the nature, man. I don't I, Oh, it was the best yeah. thing I've ever done, man. Giving up everything I did and to get what I've got, you know. 
I thought you were talking about the podcast for a second. I was like, oh, no, this much. is damn, awesome, too. Damn, I, I, no, I, I was like, I appreciate yeah. that. I am a little concerned, though, if this was the, but the high me, point. Frequently, that story is is rife with like a level of darkness looking yeah. back at, at low times. But I, it's just not in your nature. You seem like just such a positive man, and it's been a really positive it's experience. For the it's all for the laws in this family. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I, I really, though, like I do think even though there's like a lot of dark stuff occasionally happening. Oh, and, some dark stories. Oh, no yeah, doubt. Okay, well, but I, I do just feel like even familially. Correct me if I'm wrong, Vince. How well, does that feel? That's that's a, that good, feel that's right? a word. Yeah, familially. Uh, there's just a kind of a upward beat and a sense of humor about it all, mm-hmm. right? It's just like yeah, I yeah. Agree. There's like I mean, some crazy shit going on. Ha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, crazy. It's all good. Crazy indeed. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Would, <laughs> Would you be kind enough to answer two questions for us before we wrap things up here? Possibly. Yeah. Oh, that's how I would think I would yeah, answer I mean, it, man. Thank that's you. That's right. Don't commit too early. Uh, the first question is, how can our listeners support you? What can they do to show their interest, their gratitude for your time on the show? Man. Boy. I don't know. Uh, maybe... Maybe know, uh, check out your listings or something. I sell real estate in Florida and, and in Minneapolis. So uh, Great. Well, do, yeah, do you have Ripka a, a real website? Uh, you know, just look Danny Ripka up on uh, Facebook or uh, Ripka Realty. Doc, you know, Ripka Realty. We've got our little website. Yeah. Dot, you didn't know the dot. Real, you, Ripka, real, is it dot com? Realty.com. Yeah. Dot com. Well, okay. Hey, we, Aaron just hooked us up with the page today. You got a page. Yeah, we got Great. a page. Cousin Aaron. Shouts out to Cousin Aaron. Yeah. Thank you, Cousin Aaron. You're in the show notes, too. And RipkaRealty.com. And in Naples, Premier Plus, look us up. Just, yeah, it's easy to find. A couple find of show me. notes. Great. And, hey, maybe and we'll show notes run. Cousin Aaron, too. If you want to run with Aaron. me, yeah, it would be fun to, to run with. I'm always looking, looking at me to right run now. with He's people. He's looking at me right now. So, and I'm behind the mic. Not, not to, like, put you on the spot. How would someone who's interested in running with you, should they just find you on Facebook and hit you up? DannyRipka at gmail.com. All right. Yeah. I do, I do respect yeah, that. Yeah, there you I go. I do respect just, that. Uh, That's excellent. It's pretty simple and easy. And I appreciate a man who can email. Yeah. Or a, a woman who can email. That's right. It's important to me. And you've, you've you're a good emailer, Danny. I run lots of places with lots of people. And uh, <laughs> this is so, I, that's almost this is so accurate. true. Um, second question: <laughs> If you would want our listeners to take one thing, one nugget of wisdom away from your time on the show, what would you want that to be? One nugget of wisdom. And it, it was a discussion be, about well, endurance. You, can, you know. Yeah, I mean. If you want it bad enough, you can you can have it. You know, you've got a you. It's all about choices. Bottom line, you've got choices out there. I mean, I've thought about writing writing a book because I've got so much information I could put in a book, and I thought, what, what the heck would I name the book? And I'd name it Choices. And you've got you you look at it and you say, well, if I did this, uh, you know, or I could do that. And but you have to look through it, and that's how it's made me be able to quit using um was like wait a minute um how am i gonna how am i gonna quit i mean it's if if i use what are my consequences you know and bottom line uh for people that are having trouble who are users out there i mean the the feeling is gonna go away whether you use or not so bottom line 
that feeling's gonna go away. So don't use. I mean, that's keep keeps it pretty simple. It, it, the feeling's gonna go away. So um, if I you know can help somebody else get through what I've got through, um, that would be the big thing here. I mean, that's that's the real deal is getting yeah. through. You know, some shit. Yeah. Um, um, and but you just got to look through it. You, you, you've got a choice. And you just make the right choice. And, uh, and I, yeah, I, I appreciate that, too, in terms of thinking about the factors and the consequences. And even on the side of l- less about less about uh, the negative or like, you know, using even on the reverse of someone who is just like maybe complacent or just like in a spot, but like really has big aspirations. It's like. You can fucking do whatever. Like you have to turn your negatives into positives. Yeah, that's all you have to. I mean, that's and you don't have to keep, want that. You don't have to yeah. want you know the the zenith of anything. But like you can have that. It's like pretty attainable. You just have to like get comfortable with the decisions you have to make and the choices you have to make. Right, and have that's keep so a wise. great attitude. You know, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It, it makes it pretty fun. It, it's it's not that difficult even though perhaps that's another element is like dude anything can be fun right anything can be fun and i think coming from uh i mean a dude who hundreds of miles runs hundreds of miles yeah it's like incredibly taxing but like you have found the fun in it i think that is perhaps your greatest weapon is you're having fun doing it doesn't feel like work right yeah Yeah, my biggest race i did 478 miles in six days on a one mile loop in new york city and insanity yeah, that was crazy you know i ended up winning the race at a north american masters record uh, but that was that i had to keep it together but the first two days were the toughest they're just trying to settle down but it, that there was attitude and you know the same things that uh the, it, it, attitude will see you through it's so oh. stupid for <laughs> <laughs> you run for so long how many days is it it was a six day Six day, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was the I would imagine the, the sixth day would be the hardest, but I'd no, be wrong. Well, uh, yeah, I was behind for four days by 15 miles. So I, when these guys were going, the 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 world record holder for the females was in it, and she had won the race. She's won the race like nine times outright, beating all the guys. I set my table up next to hers, and I said to Polly, we're going to become best friends for the next six days. I'd never run a six-day race. I I followed and did what she did. We became friends. End up putting cabbage leaves to get rid of the shin splints, and she helped me. I helped her, and you know, at the Oof. end, we're both winners. And it was at, it dude, was the biggest race. Is of my this not deal. true? Is this not true at the end of it all? It's like we're all trying to win, maybe together. Yeah, together. We, yeah, and uh, I'm in. Probably this, had some raw nipples. Yeah, tape those things up. And yeah blisters and all this other but oh yeah man i've seen some crazy blisters on you man but uh, reebok was good to me i've had (laughs) shouts out to reebok Reebok. yeah reebok i had lots of lots of help from reebok and then you know my buddy said hey i'll put you on the cover of ultra running if you win the race and i said man i'm in it for the i'm in it to win it i remember that cover yeah yeah wow that's my unk well Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Words of wisdom. And most importantly, had a lot of fun. This was a super fun episode. uh, And you've led a very interesting life. Uh, So thank you. And, you know, if I may, if I may do the honors, I know, Grant, you are blood, but. We are blood. No, no, no. Please, please, Grant. 
Yeah, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, if and when you get some blood on here, you get the honors, okay? Uh, Danny, so we we sign every show off the same way. Okay. And, man, it feels like you'll relate to, to this phrase and to this idea. We believe in shipping it, quote unquote. You know, you got to ship it at the end of the right. day. It's like you got to finish the race, right? Right. So we say ship it at the end of every episode. And often we ask our guests to give us their rendition of a ship it. So I'm wondering if you could regale us with a Danny Ripka a uh, a blood of my blood uh, ship it. A blood of your blood ship it. Boy, this not, seems like the toughest question for me here. Not a question. I just oh. you just have to say ship it. Ship, to, all I got to do is say ship it. That's yeah, our, yeah. That's our, that's like our slogan. That's your 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 slogan. Sir, shit, man. Yeah. Okay. All right, brother. It's time to ship it. 